Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so excited. I'm joined by Caroline J. Sumlin today. She's the CEO of Mission Motherhood. She is creating a movement, friends, and I'm so excited for her to talk with you today. We talked about um, life management. She's an intentional um, time management coach. She really helps moms to be on a mission. She has the podcast Mission Motherhood, and I'm just so excited for you to hear from her. Today, we were talking all about her three-step Mission Motherhood system that is proven to help us moms be more intentional with our time um, so we can pursue those missions God has called us to inside and outside of motherhood. So in part one, we are diving into her story and what it means to do mission-driven planning in your motherhood. I'm so excited for you to hear from her. And also, what if you could conquer that mental load, reclaim your joy, and take back motherhood? Well, Caroline just released the Mission Motherhood Academy. This is a monthly workshop and coaching program for moms who want to write a motherhood narrative that is filled with intention, joy, and honors the missions God has called you to. So sign up now. The link's in the show notes. And here's Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I really appreciate you having me. Yes. So everybody, this is Caroline J. Sumlin, and she is also a podcast host of Mission Motherhood. (laughs) I love it. I love talking with podcasters. You're my kind of people. Um, And so (laughs) Caroline is a life management expert for mission-driven moms, and she's the CEO of Mission Motherhood. And I'm really excited for you to talk with us today about a mission and being moms on a mission, what that means to be mission driven. Super excited to have you share your story. So could you start by sharing that about how you've, you know, reclaimed joy in your own motherhood journey, and then letting us know what the season of motherhood looks like for you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, Appreciate all of that that you just said. Um, yeah, so a little bit about me. I, I kind of came into motherhood a little unconventionally. And I say that because I, um, when I got married, my um, husband has a son and he was raising him full time and he was 13. So I actually came into motherhood as a full time stepmother to a 13 year old boy. Um, so for someone who was, I think, what was I like 25 when we got married? That was just a whole, just, I don't even know what to call it. Like it was just a whole different ball game that I would have ever expected. Um, Yet I knew very, just like from the beginning um, that the Lord told me like, this is something that I've called you to like this. That was kind of like my first introduction to a mission of motherhood. Like I knew that this was part of my calling um, as the wife to my husband to be this mother figure in my stepson's life as he was navigating this tumultuous time um, of being like, you know, like a middle school kid and his mom wasn't around as much. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot going on there. Um, But at the same time, it was also like my first, it wasn't like something I came into and I was like, oh, like motherhood is perfect and I'm mission driven and it's all sunshine and rainbows and I have all this joy. It was actually one of the hardest years of my life. And I experienced what a lot of, if if not most moms, maybe all moms experience when we entered into motherhood, right? That immediate like overwhelm, the anxiety, the mental load, 
feeling like you've lost yourself, feeling like you can't keep up, feeling like you're sacrificing so much and not getting anything in return. All of those just very difficult emotions that us moms face when we're, you know, thrown into motherhood and it's not necessarily what we expect. Um, it was really hard. And honestly, that like that first year, like I never really came out of that. Like it was just a really, really, really difficult time. But then 10 months later, I got pregnant with my first. And then before I knew it, I had a baby and I was also raising a teenager. And um, I remember hitting this moment of when my baby was like three months old, have, having like, you know, of course, very little sleep. I had, um, I had entered into the, like the pregnancy. And of course, like we, we were trying to have a child, like that wasn't an accident, but um, accident's the wrong word, but it, it was, it was, you know, we were, we were actively conceiving. So, um, you know, I, and I entered it to it, entered it in, entered into it with this, um, this desire to be intentional because I wanted, like, I, I was already stressed out enough. I was already working as I was a full-time, like second year teacher, third year teacher, something like that working in DC public schools, like commuting long hours to get into the city every day. Like I was already so just like ridiculously stressed out and overwhelmed and exhausted. And I knew that I wanted to like, I wanted to change my narrative already. Like I was already ready to be like, I can't continue doing motherhood with the stress and anxiety I've been doing it with. So I started reading like all the books, like, you know, breastfeeding and sleep training and all the things. And then I had my baby and it was kind of like all of the negativity that people kind of like had shared with me. Like, it's almost like they spoke it into my life. Like I would read books and people would tell me like, why are you reading those books? Your baby's not going to follow the book anyway. Like that's that kind of telling me like I was essentially stupid for trying to, you know, figure the motherhood thing out while I was pregnant. Like they were kind of letting me know, like, just figure it out when the baby gets here. They're not going to follow the book. They're not going to sleep. You're, you're going to be exhausted all the time. By the way, breastfeeding is going to hurt. You're probably not going to be successful. You should probably buy a formula just in case you can't breastfeed. Like it was like negativity after negativity, which is like planting seeds into, into my life before I even had the baby. And I was already dealing with so much. And I was, if any, like if I did not have so much faith in the Lord, I would honestly have been terrified to, to go through with it. I was, I was getting nervous. I was getting anxious. I was, I was worried. I was like, I remember like crying to my husband being like, is this going to be the biggest mistake that we've ever made? Because everyone keeps telling me that motherhood is going to be really horrible and I'm really scared. Um, so I was trying to be intentional. I was trying to not let that be my reality. Um, so fast forward kind of like three months into, into trying to balance now a 14 year old and a three month old baby, very little sleep. I had kind of forgotten about the books that I had read and I had tried to just figure it out myself, kind of listening to some of that advice. And I was miserable. My husband and I were fighting all the time. I had no idea who I was anymore. Um, just the anxiety, the, I was, I, I was, I was depressed. I was just dealing with so much. And I remember like rocking my baby to sleep for the umpteenth time and feeling like I just lost all control of myself. And I loved my baby so much. And I love my stepson as well. But I was so tired of feeling like I didn't know who I was. And that this thing that was supposed to be joyful, I knew in my heart it was supposed to be joyful. I knew it was my calling. I knew God had told me 
from a, like years ago, like I've called you to be a mom. I've called you to raise disciples. I've called you to raise kingdom leaders and world changers. And in those moments that for that last year and some change, that wasn't it. I was like, this has got to change. And so I finally just kind of like in that moment had to decide for myself, this ends now, like this ends today. Lord, show me what I have to do to get back to myself or get, get to the better version of myself that I know that you have for me. And in that moment, um, he honestly gave me wisdom right there. And I love how he's so faithful to give you wisdom right when, you know, you ask for it. Um, and he does, he does it without shame. And so he gave me the wisdom. I opened back up some of those sleep books. I, I purchased a new one. I started reading. I started studying. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this baby to sleep. That's the first thing I'm going to do. And I started tackling just like one problem at a time. I got myself a few hours of sleep. I spoke with my husband on a new sleep arrangement. I was like, okay, we know she's going to feed two or three times a night, but I can't do this anymore with me going all day because he wasn't working. Up. You know what I'm saying? Just little things like that. Talking to my husband figuring things out, making a plan, making routines, working on the root of the problem and solving it and realizing that I had the power within me through the Lord to take back my motherhood, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like to really mm-hmm. like reclaim it for myself and, and choose that this misery did not have to belong to me. The devil wanted me to stay there in that misery. Of course, he wants us to, to, to not walk in our calling. Of course, he's going to make it extra miserable for you. That's his job. But when we step into what God has for us and we, but we have to actively choose faith as a choice, right? So yes, I had to choose that faith. I had to choose that joy by seeking the Lord, asking him for that wisdom and then receiving it and then saying, okay, now I'm going to take action on that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's kind of like my journey as kind of like how it started. Um, in the process of reclaiming my joy. And, and now here I am. I, um, my, my first daughter is now three and some change. And my second daughter is 15 months. Funny stories. They're two years and two days apart. Um, born in February. I don't know why the Lord thought that was a funny joke play on me, but he did. So (laughs) two days after my two year old's birthday, here comes number two. Um, and my stepson is, he just, uh, he turns 18 next week. He's graduated from high school. Um, and the, the season looks a lot different now. I am now no longer teaching full-time. I'm now full-time entrepreneur at home. Um, and I'm loving motherhood. I'm a homeschool mom. Things are still hard. Things still get stressful. Like, let's be real. We'll talk more about that, but, um, Mm -hmm. the season looks much different now. The, the, uh, the anxiety and the depression and just the, the immense cloud that I had over myself, um, or if that's the right terminology is, has, has thankfully gone away. And I really do believe that I have reclaimed so much joy. I really do delight in my kids. I delight in motherhood and I'm here to conquer that mission that God has given me and to help other mothers do the same. Such a powerful and inspiring story, Caroline. I feel like, you know, I relate to your story in so many ways, and I bet a lot of moms listening do too as well. And I think, you know, what you said about the power you have with the Lord, I love that you said that because this week, actually, I'm talking about that on on the podcast um, and just how, you know, we can partner with God 
And when we reach out to him, the Bible does say he will give us wisdom, mm-hmm. but we have to be all in, right? It says, you know, you can't be double-minded. You, you can't doubt. You have to choose faith and choose to partner with God and he will show us how to solve our problems. And then we got to do the work, which I know you've done. And I know you help moms do that. Um, so let's talk about mission-driven planning. So you were talking about how you solve these problems, you figured out, you know, in terms of like sleeping and different rhythms and routines, you know, that obviously involves planning. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit more about that. And what does it mean to be mission-driven when we're planning our time as moms? How can we think about our mission while we're kind of looking at our week, mapping out our time and, you know, fitting all the different things in each week? Yeah, absolutely. This is really important because you have to be really practical, right? Like there's, there's a, the faith component always comes first. And then, like you just said, there's the practical part where we have to meet God and we have to be willing to do the work. And that's where the planning comes in. That's that's where the strategy comes in. Um, and so a few things, one, when I say mission driven, I always like to preface that I don't mean that you're going to understand what your entire life's mission is forever. And like that, like your, your life's calling and that's it. Like, I am not, I, I do not have the ability to tell you what your calling in the Lord is. I can't barely figure <laughs> out my own calling in the Lord, you know, not, yeah. not for my whole life. Right. <laughs> None of us know that the Lord is so faithful to give us exactly what we need to know right where we are. And if he's really feeling generous, he might give us the next step if he wants to, but he probably <laughs> won't. Um, and so what that looks like is where are you in your current season and what mission does God have before you right now? Um, and that's, that's specific to you. And of course, what does the Bible say about, um, his calling for mothers, right. And, and his calling for parents. And so if that's something that you struggle with, I really encourage you to seek God's word in what just overall, what his calling is for us as parents. Um, you know, of course we know that we're supposed to train up our children. We're supposed to disciple them. Um, but there's, there are a lot of, there's a lot of scripture out there that talks about delighting in your children. Um, it talks about, you know, really even break, even break apart, you know, Proverbs 31 and really look at like what the role of, um, the Proverbs 31 woman was as a homemaker, as a wife, as a mom, um, all those things. And really kind of, um, mirror those things to your to your life if you're kind of struggling with like well what is God calling you to as a mom um, because there there that's a huge aspect of it and really kind of taking um, taking His word and asking Him to show you wh- um, how that really meets you personally in your life in your season with your family dynamics because everyone's family everyone's seasons are different um, when you are taking those things into account and the things that you're planning for should be helping you fulfill those missions. And that's from the, the largest to the smallest thing, you know? So for example, part of um, a mission that I feel really strongly about is homeschooling my children. Another mission I feel really strongly about is, um, you know, cultivating a home that feels peaceful, that feels lovely, that feels easy to live in. Um, I feel um, I'm very passionate about the, in, or I should say um, a way that God has showed me to, how to do that with my family has been through kind of like more of like a simplistic minimalist type mindset um, slash, you know, just 
way about about things I wouldn't say that we're like 100% like minimalist like I don't have like a a running inventory of like I only have five shirts but at the same (laughs) time like we as a family um we really um I mean God really I remember when he really convicted me I forget when it was because we've been doing this for a few years now but he's really convicted me about just like how much stuff we had how much stuff we didn't need how often you know we just turn to buying things when we feel like we just need or want something just to kind of you know fulfill something or whatever and and just how we could be better stewards of our time of our money and make make more space for less chaos in our homes so that one of the ways that my family has done that is by practicing simplicity in in a minimalist ish way if you will so in that being said um i i feel strongly about you know continuing that and, and cultivating our home by making sure that you know a part of my uh, daily and weekly rhythms are, you know, keeping things orderly and organized, you know, getting rid of things that we don't need anymore, really just, just taking maybe not direct inventory, but just like a, a basic inventory of, you know, all the, the things in the house and um, making sure that I'm investing the in, um, investing our money in like the right things, right? So I'll just make, I'll make time for that. I'll plan for that in my week to make sure like I'm, I'm going through, you know, um, you know, what, what are the homeschool activities going to be? And is there anything that I'm feeling led to, to do more of with, with this child or that child? Or am I, am I researching just different types of activities for, you know, for, for my children to make sure like I'm, I'm cultivating, you know, their minds, because that's really important to me. And, you know, making sure I'm, I'm going to the house and I'm writing down our groceries and, you know, looking at those things, like all of that is like pointed to what's important to us as a family health, you know, again, um, peace instead of chaos, intentionality with just the items that we have for our children, our clothing, like all those little things. So I feel like I'm kind of rambling, but I, I'm, I'm trying to show you like how I, like my, my thought process is where like, I'm, I'm not just, just doing stuff just to say I'm doing it, but I'm really connecting it back to what God has shown me and, and my family, what is important to us and then making room and space and time strategically to make those things happen and to make them um, make them happen on a routine basis, not just like a one and done kind of thing. Like, oh, I decluttered my closet. Great. Awesome. Now I'm going to move on and then continue with my old patterns again. No, like I really want to cultivate a life of, you know, some, you know, simplicity. And I want to cultivate a life of simplicity because X, Y, and Z matters to me. Okay. Therefore I'm going to plan for on a weekly, monthly basis to, you know, take inventory of things and make sure that if anything kind of got, you know, out of whack, I'm going to, you know, do a quick declutter or I'm going to do a quick reorganizing and, you know, just make sure things are, are still, um, you know, fulfilling that particular mission that's important to me and my family. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm kind of just Mm -hmm. bringing a full circle there. So um, that's, essentially what I see as like mission driven planning. That's kind of like the, the, the cliff notes version, if you will, like there's a lot more to it. There's a lot of strategy that I teach my students or my clients about it, but I hope that kind of just gives you an idea of how you can begin to think about the way that you're spending your time and not just the, what do I have to do today? But really like getting it back to that mission that you feel called to in motherhood and life as a wife, you know, whatever other roles that you may play. Yes, I appreciate you sharing your thought process actually because it gives good insight into, you know, how we as moms can sort of take the big picture and then refine it down to like actual steps that we can yeah. take in our yes. life, like practical. I like the way you walked us through that. So I appreciate that a lot and I 
would love to dive into your three-step mission motherhood system because I think for part one, part two has so much more goodness. Tune in now. Bye for now.